Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life, all of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, Mother Will Truly Be Mothering, because I am joined by my mom, Miss Terry Griffin, as we discuss all things motherhood and what it's like to raise a true diva like myself. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, your host, but you already all knew that. Happy day after Mother's Day. Um, I'm so excited to have you all here today, but I'm mostly so excited to have my very special guest. Please welcome to the studio. Give a warm podcast welcome to my mom, Miss Terry Griffin. Look at her in the studio today. Mom, are you so excited to be here? I am so excited. I'm a little bit nervous about what you're going to ask Don't me. be nervous. I, my mama said that earlier, and I was like, don't be nervous. I literally tailored all the questions, so I wasn't going to say okay. anything crazy or, um, you know, t- and nothing too nasty. So this episode's going to be really cute and, like, okay. PG vibes. So um, happy Mother's Day, Mom. I know oh, thank you. I know it's not Mother's Day right now, but, you know, it doesn't matter. But happy Mother's Day to you. Every day is Mother's Day for me. Exactly. Well, yeah. thank you for birthing me, and um, you're welcome for making – I mean, I technically you already had a child before me, but you're welcome yes. for making you a mother. But thanks for oh. being my mother. Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, truly. Wow. Well, my mom is truly an avid fan of the podcast, um, listens to every episode, as a mother should. Um, but I just really wanted – I mean, I wanted to have my mom on, obviously, before, I just when I was creating episodes. But I was like, oh, my gosh, this Mother's Day is a Sunday. This podcast comes out on Mondays. Perfect. Bada bing, bada boom. It's going to be a day after Mother's Day. But you know what? It's okay because every day is Mother's Day, like my mom said. Um, but to all of you out there who have, you know, difficulty celebrating this day, whether it be difficult relationships with your mother or mothers or, you know, potentially a passing of a parent, I apologize if that's your situation. But you know what? I love you all very much. I'm giving you a big virtual hug wherever you're listening to this podcast in your ear. I'm giving your ear a big hug. Um, but if this is, day is a hard day for you. But if it's not, celebrate your mothers, love your mothers because they do so much for us that we can never even understand. So anything you want to add to that, Miss Mama? Uh, no, that pretty much covers it. It's a tough job, but it's the best job ever. Work. Well, Slay, you heard it here <laughs> first, you guys. Um, but, you know, to start off the podcast, as we do every single week, we are going to do um, our hot take of the week. My mom is truly, when I tell you, I get my, like, <laughs> sass and energy and, like, you know, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent from anyone, it's from my mom. So, I don't know if I want to take credit for all that. But I okay. mean, yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I mean, I, my accolades are just, you know, ever flowing for me. So it's, it's, you, should, you should take it with gusto. Okay. I but I definitely get my like, attitude and my, my spunk from my mom. So I am very excited to hear her hot takes. She has multiples. But I'm going to do mine first, of course. So my hot take of the week is this. If you're a person that hates pop music... You are so boring and are so rotted inside and outside. I don't ever want to see or speak to you again. And by that, I mean 
the people that are haters, the people that hate mainstream music, radio music, top 40s music, simply to just be different, you're so annoying. And it's always the people that, you know, make it known to everyone else that they hate it. And it's like, girl, you're not any different just because you hate what's popular. It's annoying. It's stupid. And also pop music is fun. It's girly. It's gay. It's like twirly and slay. So if you're one of those people that literally makes it their personality to hate pop music, you're annoying. And I want you to know that for me. I think you're annoying. And let me let me add a little disclaimer so that I don't get any more hate than I already do on YouTube. I don't if you like other music besides pop, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're just a person that hates to hate, girl, hate makes you old and gives you wrinkles. So don't do that. So that's my hot take of the week. And I'm very curious to hear what you have to say, mom. So please take it away. Or if you have anything you'd like to add to my pop music spiel, you can add to that as well. I totally agree. I think you should like every kind of music. (sighs) I like every kind of music. Of course. I don't love every kind of music. Of course. You know, I like country music, but I don't like the misogynistic country music. I like some good drum beats, but I'm not into heavy metal. Yeah. You know. Right. It's all good. Yeah. Music is good. It's all creative. Look at that. So, um, okay. So I did... I actually really had to think about the hot takes for a okay. little while. And I asked of some of my coworkers, and then I'm like, can I say this? And yeah. they said, you definitely should. So my first one that I mm-hmm. told you was mostly just my opinion. Yes. Is that um, parents need to stop expecting the schools to raise their kids and do their part in making great humans. There you go. You heard it here first. My mom works at a school, by the way. So she has seen it firsthand. If you watch Abbott Elementary, that was a plot line on mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary. Um, would you like to speak on it anymore beyond the the hot take? Yes. I mean, having, having kids is a job, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that going into it Mm -hmm. and like you realize that when you have babies, like, oh man, this is a lot of work. I have to give up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. That doesn't stop when their kid starts going to school. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your parenting responsibilities end. You still have to do your job. Like the school, you know, we have your kids six hours a day mm-hmm. and you have them the other 18. Yeah. So do your job. Um, there you go. Okay. Next. Hot take number two. Okay. This one, you're probably not going to agree with me, Okay, but well, in and out scared. is not good. <gasps> oh, uh, and Solomon <laughs> is cheering over in the corner. I feel like there's two against one over here. <laughs> Listen, you are entitled to that opinion. You can totally... But I would like. Exp- I can get a much better it. if I want a hamburger. Okay. I can get a much better hamburger at ten different places in a one mile radius of that In and Out. Okay. Well, y'all heard and it here first. And their French fries aren't good either. <gasps> I don't like them. They're very potatoey. I will agree. Yeah. And if I wanted mashed potatoes, I'd make mashed potatoes. Damn. So when I told you guys <laughs> that, like, my mom was like. The, the the where I get it from yeah now you all see it so I love that well listen let me let me just like not provide a rebuttal because I do understand <laughs> what you're saying because I do am I saying In and Out is the best burger place in the world absolutely not but you know it's cheap it's like seven dollars for a burger fries and a drink which you can't get a seven dollar meal anywhere these days I mean so, if I want a seven dollar cheap burger I'll just go to McDonald's. But you can't get fries and a drink for $7. I can get better fries and a drink for $7. Mm. Well, listen, I just love – In-N-Out has really – this is going to sound really crazy, but In-N-Out has really good lettuce. Um, <laughs> and I always get extra lettuce on my burgers because I'm like, I don't want 
Because protein style, you know, you get it lettuce wrapped. I'm not into that because I like bread. So I'm like, but I like lettuce too. So I just get extra lettuce and it makes me feel not as bad. And their tomatoes are really good. They're really thick and crunchy. And their pickles are really delicious. Just don't let the fries get cold. Yeah. When the fries get cold, it's giving cardboard. Yeah. But I I mean, that's an understandable, understandable, controversial take. So I understand. I, 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 I don't necessarily agree, but I understand. And to add to that hot take, McDonald's does have the best fries. Okay. It's just a fact. Listen, I actually agree. I had some McDonald's fries today because I was really having a rough day. So I had some <laughs> French fries to make myself feel better. But um, Did it work? Kind of. Or it kind of made me feel better and also worse. I need to eat some vegetables as well to like really counter the French fries to make me okay. feel physically better. But emotionally, I felt better. Okay. But all right. what's your last um, one? Hot take number three is that um, – how did I word it? Big trucks don't make big men. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say yeah. it again. Big trucks don't make big men. Period. <laughs> you heard it from my mom and you heard it from me. So if anyone else has anything to say, wrong. Because that's the truth. There's a time and a place for a big truck. But yeah. that big truck, it should not be just to boost your ego. Exactly. And I think You're a big truck is for moving. Or like, you know, doing things that you need big trucks for. Like, I don't know, hauling around lots Correct. of big things. Yes. But, but when, when I see a single guy that drives a dual cab pickup that's all like super raised I'm thinking why yeah I'm like how do you get into the, do you need a stool to get into your car do you have to jump up there do you need a ladder it. it's weird you know South Orange County so we see a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. and I'm just like so petite and small that like <laughs> I need like a whole scaffolding to get onto the step to even get into the car so it's just not for me and I'm just like a Prius girl you know like a little vroom vroom vibe but a big truck no ma'am but I agree, absolutely that's, agree. That's it. I knew you'd agree with that Ugh, one. Wonderful. Well, that was one of my mom's hot takes. If you guys agree, disagree, have any thoughts, comments, concerns, you can just let me know in any of my socials. You can just DM me or comment on YouTube. Um, but that is my hot takes for the week. I'm, you know, this episode is all about motherhood. It's about Mother's Day. It's about mother. Um, so we're going to quickly go, not quickly, but we're going to show some photos that I have prepared of me as a baby. And we're going to talk about the memories attached to them. You know, you guys can take a look. If you're watching the visuals on YouTube, you can see on the screen up here. We're going to look at some photos. If you're listening to this podcast, I will try my best to describe it to you in detail so that you can get a, an image in your head. Because I don't I don't know about you, but I like to listen to podcasts. I usually listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you watch the visuals for this when you – I do that too. Oh, yeah. wow. She's doing double duty, you guys. She's truly <laughs> mothering. So we'll get into these photos as soon as they get uploaded. But um, oh, we're starting off strong. So <laughs> to describe virtually what – or to describe to you all in your ears, I'm wearing a little cat costume that I loved so fondly. Mom, would you like to take it away? Um. So Parker and his sister, who you can see in the background in this oh picture, gosh, his older sister, he has two. Yes. Um. Would dress up like cats <laughs> in these cat costumes, and then they would watch the video of the London cast of the Cats musical and dance around the living room being the cats. And Parker was always Mr. Mistopheles, and he would jump off the coffee table. Absolutely. And um, yeah, this was like a daily occurrence. Yeah. In the Griffin household. I I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm like I don't know how old I am in that picture. Probably you like were like two and a half, maybe three. Ah. Uh, I'm so cute. It's so funny. You and are super look cute. Look at the little cat. Like, we had the cat whiskers drawn on, too. Like, me and my older sister, Erin. Erin, 
Hi. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> like, we literally lived for this, like, the the cat's VHS. Like, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I think maybe I did with Tati. But I love Cats the Musical, you guys. Cats the Musical is genuinely so good. I think it's so funny. And just uh, people are working on that stage. So if you don't like Cats, oh, this could be a hot take. Cats the Musical is good. It's chorus line, but in cat costumes. You just can't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's, it's not a think piece. Yeah, it's not a piece of yeah. fun time. It's just right. goofy fun times. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would literally dance in that costume every day. And it was so cute. I remember the wire broke out of that tail and like stabbed me once. I had but to take it out, yeah. Yeah, but it was so cute. And we were so cute. Look how cute I am, you guys. And my sister is really, really into the movie, apparently. As you can see, <laughs> she's like very much staring up at the TV screen. Also, these couches. I remember those. Wow, what a throwback. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, like, you have to get, like, the full body shot of this picture, though. I don't know if you can get that, but Parker went through a phase where it didn't matter where I hid the Band-Aids in the house. He would find them. Band-Aids mm-hmm. Band-Aids were just more stickers. Yeah. And so I can't even tell you how many Band-Aids I went through. And he would stick them, like, all over his body. <laughs> I was an artist. I was like a creative. <laughs> I just wanted to put like body art on. Yeah. Which is funny that I don't, I am not, I only have one tattoo. I am wanting to get another one. Don't know where or what, which is why I haven't. But I was, I'm into the body art as a kid. Like you can see. I mean, you can tell that a lot of those are stickers, but some of them are band-aids. Yeah. I just was, and I, I think in the full image, I'm wearing like just a diaper or something like that or like probably, underwear. Yeah. And I have stickers like fully covering my whole entire body. So Olivia Rodrigo, I actually did it first because she has an album cover where it's like she has stickers all over her face. Uh-huh. So I did it first, Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really lived for that phase. It's very cute. I also had a phase. There's no picture of this, but it just reminded me. Um, I had a very strong cowboy boot phase. Oh, okay. No, that it wasn't a phase. Oh, so please explain. When up until you were like maybe five the only shoes you would wear were the saltwater sandals mm-hmm. like from Nordstrom, and we had we just kept getting them in bigger sizes or cowboy boots. You would not wear tennis shoes ever. No, wow, no tennis shoes. We couldn't get them on you. You wouldn't. Yeah. Was that like wanting to be barefoot, or was it like I only wanted to wear either one of those pairs? I I don't know what it was, but I think you didn't like the. I think tennis shoes were a lot of work. For you. You didn't want to have to do all that stuff. Boots are easy. You just put your foot in. Yeah. I've been lazy since I was a kid, I guess. <laughs> but And I just I didn't want to do all the, the, the tying business. Yeah. But um, let's go to the next photo. Oh, ah, how old was I in this photo? I, I look um, so cute. You were about 14, 15 months old. Okay. And I can tell that because you have so many teeth. But um, yeah. Is that, what am I wearing? Is that Oshkosh? They're, yeah, they're ov- like little short overalls. Super cute. Oh Aaron had like matching ones in a dress. Oh my gosh. Uh, so this was, so this was pre, uh, pre-Kelly, so. Yeah, because I, so if you don't know out there, I have two sisters. I'm the middle child, which makes so much sense. <laughs> um, my older sister is a year and a half older than I am. And my younger sister is five years younger than me. So I'm like right in the middle. And... So the, I was one a little over one. So Kelly was not around. Hi, Kelly. Um, um, but yeah, no, so I just cute. love these pictures. You were always super smiley and friendly, and you just liked everybody. 
wow, nothing's changed. It's if I do not like some people, but you know, that's okay. But I like all of you who are listening to this podcast. Let's get that clear. Even the haters out there who are listening. I love you too. I give you a big hug. Um, but I'm so cute. Uh, my big eyes. Oh, and on to the next. How old was okay. I in this photo? This was in, you were in preschool. So Aaron was, you were probably not quite four. Okay. It's like maybe three and a half years old. Oh my gosh. And this is, I think, my favorite picture of you. Like portrait. <sighs> Listen, it's really cute. I, I've been, honestly, look at how cute you are. I know. If only I was like a child model, which I know probably would not have been a very like good environment for me to have been in as a child, having no. listened to a lot of other people talk about their experiences. However, I was so cute. I would have made so much money. I would have been, I would have been the face of a brand. And maybe I so. Think. Well, maybe dang. So. I could still be the face of a brand. If you're looking for a brand ambassador <laughs> out there, hi. Would love to do it now. I'm not a baby anymore, but you know, I'm an adult and I'm still cute. But yeah, how old was I? You said preschool, so like yeah, you were about three and a half. Okay, I remember. Was this we did this sh- like picture photo shoot situation in someone's backyard, right? Yes, the photographer <sighs> at remember. this. They did school pictures, and the day that he came to school, like Aaron was having a, she was not having a good day, and she did not want to do pictures, and they came out horrible, and literally she's just like, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the picture. So I called the photographer, and he's said, well, I have, you know, I, I have a studio at my house or, you know, we can sh- reshoot the pictures at my house. Yeah. And he just let us come over and redo them. And they're literally my favorite pictures of you guys when you were little. Uh, the I remember, pictures of the two of you together are super Yeah, I too. like can see it in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that photo here today. But I have it in my mind's eye. It's very well, no, cute. because this is Parker's Pointless Podcast. Absolutely. Not- it's not Parker and Aaron's Pointless Podcast. <laughs> it's right. just mine. So, Aaron, if you're listening out there, you better, you better step off. Yeah, get a podcast of your own, please. Um, but that's that. Oh, you guys, I stay hungry. Okay. Bir- this is first birthday. <gasps> okay. So first birthday, describe the situation, paint the picture. I, we were having a party and I cannot remember. Oh no, it was at our house when we lived out in, um, in Riverside. Okay. In Empire. So we just had all the family over some, a couple of friends and that's just what you do on a first birthday. Yeah. What? I'm trying to look at, like, the hat that I'm wearing. Is it, like, a character? Or is it just, like, I, generic? I think it's just generic. I can't remember. Was I wearing that hat willingly? Like, I was – because I feel like with babies, like, a lot of times they don't like things, like, on their head. I don't oh, know. Maybe no. I'm thinking of, like, you an animal. You didn't care. I think you always like to dress up. Ah. Well, let's talk about that quickly. A little spin-off. <laughs> what else did I like to dress up in? Because I, I wore co- a lot of costumes as a kid. Um, lots of dresses. Lots of, like – Everything. Well, Anything we had I can get my hands on. We had a huge costume box. Yes. And it had, you know, a lot of like, the, you know, the Peter Pan costume, the princess costumes, yeah. the whatever. And you didn't care what it was, you would wear it. Absolutely. I, I'm sure that I have a significant number of pictures of you in a princess dress. Absolutely. You yes. guys, I was serving looks since I was literally born. So. No one can say anything else. And the Barbie pajamas. Let's not forget about those. The Barbie nightgown. Yes. I remember those Barbie (laughs) nightgowns. You guys, we had these like, which, oh my gosh, it ties in so perfectly because I've been talking about the Barbie experience that I went to and the Barbie movie coming out. So everything just Maybe they make it in an adult size. Oh my gosh. I should should look because I would literally buy it. I've been (laughs) a like Barbie person since I was a kid. I had Barbies. We had the Barbie horses. I remember those. Mm -hmm. But like- Barbie has been a theme in my life. So if y'all think that I'm lying on the podcast just to get clout for the Barbie experience, you're wrong. 
So, and my mom's here to back me up. So it's true. Thank you. And I remember those nightgowns were really soft. That's why I liked yeah. them. Yeah. Ugh, but what I mean, I remember. Okay, I remember this. But this was when Kelly was around. Because when Kelly was around, obviously there's two girls in the house, so there's more costumes. Mm-hmm. I remember there's an Anastasia dress, that blue one. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. Yeah. I, you guys, it was like the blue dress that she wears in the end of the movie. It's like really slimming as like the little tassels hanging off the back. It's a beautiful dress. And we had like a very <laughs> cheap costume version of it. You guys, I would wear that costume. And I was, I was that girl. Like no one could tell me <laughs> otherwise. But yeah, I was a costume kind of kid. And, but yeah, I was eating cake first birthday. Yeah. So cute. Do we have more? Are there more? more? I think that's all I, oh, oh, oh. Uh, how old was I in this photo? This is um, very much like three baby. Months old. Yeah. Three oh months gosh. old. But look at how smiley you are. You were always like, you were uh, always that kid. No, I kind of want to, I don't know what this makes me want to cry for some reason. <laughs> Maybe I'm just really soft at the moment, but oh. And you can't no see teeth. it. You can't see it in the picture, but you had just like fuzzy hair and mm. the like we would take you to the nursery at church or yeah. whatever. And the other little kids would always want to like touch your head. Really? Because it was, it would, it like now your hair is curly, but yeah. then it was super straight and it would just stick straight up. And yeah, it was super cute. But you were also super friendly and everyone loved having you come in and you'd come into the nursery and all the workers wow. would be like, oh, Parker. Wow. I love that for me, you guys. And so we'd call it, we called you the norm of the nursery. So for anybody who's like ever watched Cheers, when Norm, um, yeah. one of the guys Couldn't that comes me. to the bar walks in, the whole bar always goes, Norm. And so I was like, the norm of the nursery. Uh-huh, you were the norm of the nursery. Oh, wow, you guys. I've been a crowd favorite. I've been Miss Congeniality <laughs> since, like, I was born. Wow. It's I love true. That you. And it has that theme run, run true all the way, like, until adulthood. Would you say, like, I mean, obviously I can speak on it myself, like, in high school and junior high. But, like, elementary school, I was always a teacher's favorite. That is true. See? You guys, listen, I've been the crowd favorite. Although I will say that sometimes the male teachers didn't really know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. It's giving, <laughs> yeah, it's giving, miso- I don't know. I, I don't mean, you only had one in elementary school. I won't name names, yeah. but you only had the one. And he, he was fine. He just was like, what, yeah. what do I do with him? I was always the pleasure, like, I don't know if you, I was, I talked to Imani about this, but um pleasure I was always a pleasure to have in class kind of student where I'm like regardless of my grades I always did well in school but like I always had the pleasure to have in class yes attached to my report card or outstanding or whatever it was yeah your your teachers always liked you (sighs) guys see I'm such a social little butterfly (laughs) but I think oh oh you guys (laughs) I forgot that this photo's in there so you could take it away oh this was seventh grade um you went through a phase mm-hmm. in, and I think that a lot of boys do this. I see them doing it a little bit younger now, but like they get into junior high and for whatever reason, they want, think they want to grow their hair long. And unfortunately for you, yours didn't always grow long. It just grew bigger. Yeah. Like it, and it was still kind of straight at that point, but, um, you know, yeah. puberty's a bear. So yeah, absolutely. it really just. Oh my gosh, you guys. Gave you the curly locks after that. There are so many like pieces of this photo to address. First and foremost, the bow tie. I went through a really strong bow tie. Obviously, this is for orchestra. Yeah, you had to wear that. I had to wear the bow bow tie. But after this event, I then was very much wearing bow ties in all 
formal situations I could be in where you were expected to wear a tie, I wanted to wear a bow tie. It's it's very much a bow tie gay. and a vest. Yeah, I was. It was. It's very much giving gay. Obviously, I was like, I don't want to wear a tie. All the boys are wearing ties. I want to wear a bow tie because that's cuter. Which in the picture, I'm wearing a bow tie. So that I mean, started off the you. phase. You were cute. Absolutely. The violin. I was in orchestra. I was. I did orchestra sixth because you like have to do it in sixth grade. And then my sister did it in seventh and eighth as an elective. And I was like, I want to do that because my sister did it, which I probably should have done like drama, like following into what I actually fell into in, in older in my high school career. Doesn't matter. But I did orchestra for sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And I switched yeah. to playing the viola because I wanted to be a little bit different than the other girls, which if you don't know what a viola is, it's not a cello, it's not a violin, it's like in the middle. Yeah. So it's a bigger violin. It has a little bit richer of a sound. It's actually a beautiful it's instrument. It's a beautiful instrument, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in – I also had the braces. I have really nice teeth right now. I'll show you in the camera. Hee <laughs> My beautiful smile. Thank you for getting me braces. Thank you for putting me on to braces. <laughs> because I probably would not have the smile if I didn't have that, if they didn't have those. Nope. But I was in braces for a long time, I feel like. Or a, I don't know. Maybe it felt like a long time to me. But well, you were one of those kids that had to do the phase one and phase two. Yeah, and now nowadays it's like orthodontist orthodontistry. I don't know what the word would be is so developed that it's like you can do Invisalign and your teeth are fixed in like a minute, which is yeah, so it annoying. Work for everyone, but yeah. Well, you know, I wish it worked for me. But let's let's just quickly address the hair. First of all, what I'd give to have that much hair on my head, I would, I wish. <laughs> like my hair was thick and long but like my mom yeah. said I was in the the thick of puberty so my hair texture was like all over the map because prior to puberty my hair was very not it was straight, straight it was but it was like straight. very like if anything had a little wave to it but nothing crazy like my hair was Justin Bieber and then yeah. puberty happened and then my hair started developing more texture and body and this picture was in the middle of that, where I couldn't decide if I had straight hair or curly hair or what, how to, how to deal with it. And I also didn't know how to, like, product-wise, I didn't know what I was doing because yeah. I was a child. But, yeah, then I chopped it all off, which is so sad because my hair was truly beautiful if I just had known what to do with it. But you know what? Yeah. I needed to. That's and my right. forehead was screaming for help. I can promise you that. It's just hair. My, like, hormonal acne was probably starting to jump out at that point. Because Maybe. of all the sweat that was building up in my forehead, which is something I think about too with like the current hairstyles a lot of boys wear with like they a lot of like younger Gen Z kind of boys love to wear their hair down in front of their forehead. And I could just tell I'm like, you need to wash your face. I'm like, please tell me you're using like a double like you're double cleansing your forehead because your acne is screaming, which They'll if figure you, it out. wash your foreheads, you guys, please, please, please. <laughs> But I'm – is that the last photo? Is there any more? Okay, that was the last one. But that we just took a little trip down memory lane. I hope you guys all enjoyed that. If you're – again, if you listen to this podcast, just go rewatch this little segment so you can see the photos because they are unbelievably iconic. I'll probably post them on my Instagram um, so you guys can just take a look at them as you listen, um, which I just had that idea right now, which is a great idea. So, <laughs> no, you don't have to go watch this YouTube video anymore. You can just listen and look at it on Instagram. But – Enough about that. Let's talk about um, what it was like raising me because I'm sure that was a big handful um, because I'm truly a diva, as you all know, um, and I've grown into more of a diva as I've gotten older. But what was it like being my mom? It, it was great being your mom. I love being your mom. Slay. But like any details you can expand upon, like, you know, 
as we'll we'll get into like my adolescence and like maturing yes. l- later, but like as a birth to like thirteen. Okay, so when when you were little, we used to always say that you had you know two speeds. Basically, you were on or you were off. So mm-hmm. you were either running around. I mean, and you weren't. You were never bad. You were never um, in trouble. You were never mischievous. You were just busy. And mm-hmm. so always doing something, busy, busy, busy. Still the same to this um, day, actually. Yes. Or you were asleep. <laughs> That's also very true to this day. If I'm not if I'm not up, I'm asleep, you guys. Like goodbye. Yeah. And then the other thing when you were little was that you were just like you are now, super organized. And so you would take like your whatever. Um, do you remember the the big bucket of like um rubber lizards and snakes and dinosaur, you know, that whole thing. And you would like line them up in groupings and like get them all like super organized. That's very me. I love, I have to have things organized or else I'll be, I'll go crazy. And even when you were a kid, your room was the cleanest. No offense to your sisters. I mean, you get a full offense to my sisters actually. (laughs) Like my sisters are both, my older sister Erin is more clean than my younger sister Kelly I always called Kelly a tornado. She goes into any room and everything will be on the floor. Like it is really scary and it just stresses me out. So I just, everything is always clean and I've always been the cleanest kid. So when I had to share a bathroom with my sister or sisters, because I've always had to share bathrooms with my sisters, it was just not it for me. But when my sister went to college and I had the bathroom to myself, you guys, it was chef's kiss, always clean. And when she came home, I would get so annoyed. So sorry, Kelly, but that's just the truth. Learn how to clean up after yourself, okay? Um, oh, sorry, I burped. Anyway, you were always the clean, the tidy kid. You liked things in, in order. And um, yeah. yeah, you were, I mean, just a fun kid to be around. Period. And also, I just want to, you said, you brought up the lizards and snakes things and dinosaurs. And I just, the duality of my, my, my person, you guys. I was very much into dirt and nature and, like, playing outside. I loved to, I was an animal kid. I loved yeah. to, like pick up animals off the ground like lizards and like I'm not spiders I was not really an insect kid but at least I don't think so okay now so speaking of spiders do you remember the time there was a spider in the bathtub in the downstairs bathroom and I I don't even remember how old you were but you had to have been at least like 11 okay because Kelly was I don't know five okay and you were freaking out because there was a like a, like a daddy long leg spider. It was yeah. like nothing in the bathtub. And Kelly was like, oh, Parker, I'll get it. And did she get it? Yes. Well, well, I was always, I, I remember this. I always tried uh-huh. to save the spider because I felt bad. I was like, I don't want to kill you. I feel bad. I don't know if that's a product of watching like too many Disney movies. He where just I just wanted to go for a swim in you the know, toilet. I guess so. But I always remember trying to put the the spider outside, which my parents were always like, Parker, don't do that. Like, just kill the spider. Take care of it. It doesn't need to, like, it's going to get back inside They're if you put it outside. They're not an endangered species. Yeah. So what can I say? I've been an environmentalist since I was a kid. But I was very much an animal child. My parents always described me as Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Because there's mo- there many stories. I There's bo- butterflies, all the butterflies in my backyard. I had this happen multiple times. You can tell the story. But this is, like, actually kind of crazy because – have a gift but you can tell the the, which story the one where like you could he could stand by the edge of the pool and just put his finger out and the butterflies would come and land on him it was weird i just was and it would literally land on my finger and then i would just look at it and then it'd fly away 
like what kind of witchcraft is that you guys <laughs> i don't know but i i just had a gift and then there's the deer oh yeah the you tell that okay i'll tell the story so we were at where was it lake, lake shasta. shasta lake shasta in northern california mm-hmm. um which lake shasta is beautiful if you ever have the opportunity to go you should go um, but in Lake Shasta, there's all these little islands, like just scattered throughout the lake, but there's all this wildlife that just exists there. Deers are one of them. Obviously deers are everywhere, deers, but you, it's not a plural word. It's just deer. Deer. Yeah. Thank you for the, thank you mother for the grammar lesson. Um, <laughs> but there are many deer in the area and there's a deer on the island singular and it was, you know, just roaming. And then we had our, the, our family friends little boat we were parked there and we were just playing in the water but i was on the boat and we saw the deer like roaming up like on top of the hill and then i dropped a dorito or something like Mm -hmm. off the boat which is probably not good for the deer but whatever um and the deer like comes down and like starts eating the dorito that i dropped off the edge of the boat and i like lean off the edge of the boat and like look at it and it like looks up at me and literally like i was as close as i am to this microphone right now like within a breath away from each other which and then it, we like made eye contact and he ran off so like i said you guys i am dr doolittle which is actually kind of scary because i don't want lyme disease and i know deers have like ticks which give you lyme disease so thank god i didn't get it slay okay. any other animal stories i mean we had pets but well i remember that what being in um it was either pet smart or petco one of those two stores mm-hmm. And you had money in your pocket and you just walked over to the little box where they collect money for like animal donation things, you know, and you just took all the money out of your pocket and put it in the box. And I was like, Parker, that's all your money. And you were like, that's okay. Well, you guys, I've been financially irresponsible (laughs) since I was a kid. No, no, no. I think it just speaks to the fact that (sighs) you were, you were secure that you always knew you were going to have everything that you needed (sighs) and maybe the you know the animals out there who needed some help they needed some help wow you guys i'm just so generous and kind and giving and warm and lovely and this just is boosting my ego this podcast episode (laughs) um but yeah i was truly the duality of my childhood i was very much like dirt dirt biking animals like dinosaurs snakes all that kind of stuff while simultaneously being dolls dresses pink all the things so I did it all, y'all. You just weren't in one box. That's all. Absolutely. And I still wouldn't describe myself as in a box. So yeah. I love that for me. That was that was a crazy experience. I'm sure all of you who are queer identifying as kids had interesting experiences in your like adolescence and like pu- post-puberty experiences and like finding your identity. But I want to expand upon this experience because I've talked about it a little bit. I'll talk about it next month as well. But I want to expand upon this experience from my mom's perspective because I think oftentimes we don't ev- we don't often include parents' perspectives and like own journeys with their children's queerness. So let's talk about that. So how old were you, or how old were you? How old was I? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> how old was I when you were like, hmm, my child's a little bit fruity out here? Um, was it the cat's it- costume that gave it away? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, that didn't hurt. Uh, I would say probably like three or four years old where, you know, dad and I were both like, hmm. Yeah. It was a little eyebrow raised. We're like, huh. Yeah. I mean, it sounds and, about right. And the Barbie nightgown too. Yeah, like, of hmm. course. Not that, you know, that's necessarily indicative of anything. Yeah. We were just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
But um, you caught on. Yeah, I mean, let's just say that it, it wasn't a shock when you, like, you, I think you said it yeah. in a previous episode. The closet you were in was made of glass because everyone could see. Yeah, true story. Absolutely, and now we have a, we have a um, an outsider's perspective to confirm that. Although at the time, it we it's not like we were gonna say, oh my god, oh, well, no, Parker, you're gay. That's yeah. that's why you like this or you like yeah. that because our whole thing was yeah. We didn't let you figure out who you are. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who you are. Right. Well, and I figured it out, y'all. Thank goodness. Um, But what was I going to say? I was going to say something about that. <laughs> I Wait. You said – I just forgot my whole train of thought. You said how old were you? How old I, was I? You were three. Three or four. Cat's costume. Oh, this adds to it, you guys. I My mom wanted to put me into gymnastics as a kid. I did soccer for like 10 years. AYSO, yeah. not not professional soccer. Like I'm not an athlete out here, but like you were actually a really good soccer player because you were super agile and and absolutely. you could run really fast. Multifaceted. You just weren't once once you got into the older soccer, like say like 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. you just weren't aggressive like the other. Yeah, I wanted to. I'm like if I played soccer were. with. Here's the thing. This might be a hot take, but I mean, this is obviously relating a lot of current events about like you know trans people on sports teams but i just think sports should be you know what is it called uh non-gendered i'm like we should i want to play with the people you feel comfortable yeah playing with. i want to i'm like because i want to play soccer with because also female soccer if you all have ever watched female soccer oh, they're it's mean. amazing like and our female soccer team in the united states is one of the best soccer teams in the world our men's soccer team has not won in a long time our female soccer team is one of the best so if I'd play soccer with the girls, maybe I'd still be playing soccer. Who knows? But I mean, that's neither here nor there. But I also played baseball as a kid. Would you like to oh, expand no, no. on the baseball <laughs> story? I only played baseball for one season. You and played it was baseball awful. one season, and the second season, I said, "Parker, do you want to play baseball again this year?" And you said no, and I said, "Oh, thank God." Yeah, because I was one of those kids, you guys. I was cartwheeling in the outfield with like, his glove on. Yes, absolutely. I was. I was giving like a whole performance out in the outfield uh-huh. because also let's let let me add it was like single I don't remember how baseball is like I don't organized. remember it, but it was um it was coach pitch yeah so we, there wasn't pitchers and then it was like not t-ball it was past t-ball but um it was the machine the little like drop thing the ball went into the machine it shot out no it was coach well maybe that no came it was later. it was I specifically remember the machine because I remember it being scary because well, literally it. it was one you know, however many months of one year of your life I don't remember it was too long you guys. it was too long I and because I was in the out like we were young no one ever made it to the outfield and I was always put in the outfield mm-hmm. and so I would do cartwheels I would do which ties into me I should have been in gymnastics. Oh, but. okay. Wait, let's back up for a second because even when you were playing soccer, when you were, y- oh, it was probably like your second year of soccer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was your first year, but you'd be out on the field picking grass, and I said, Parker, mm-hmm. uh, pay attention to the game. You know, what do you, you're never going to be a soccer player, and you said, well, maybe I want to be a professional grass picker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you guys, that's I'm I'm hilarious. But and I I remember baseball specifically. I would pick grass and I would pick flowers, like the little flowers that like would grow, like the little clover flowers, mm-hmm. and I'd literally like weave them into my glove. <laughs> like I was I was an artist, you guys. I was just a really creative person, and just sports were I was good at sports, but sports weren't my thing. Yeah. And then we we expanded. We did that in high school too. I played volleyball, which 
volleyball is the gayest sport out there. Let's just put that out there. I don't know what it is about volleyball, but it's pretty gay. But um, I played volleyball. I did cross country. And then after that, I was done. I said, no more sports for me. I'm going to do PE. Yeah. And then let's get into high school. So high school is a very interesting time for me. Obviously, very much navigating my own identity, very much navigating who I was at the time, who I wanted to be, and all the in-between. So while I was navigating that, what was it like navigating that experience as a parent, as a mother? Um, it and was, what advice would you want to give to all the mothers out there who are listening or future parents? Well, I think the most important piece of advice I would give is if you think that your child is gay or queer, mm-hmm. don't panic. Yeah. Like it doesn't it, – it's not like – I've had people, you know, respond to me when I say, you know, would say, well, Parker's gay. They would act like I just said Parker has cancer. Yeah. You know, it's like he, he's not dying. Yeah. This is just who he is. So my number one is just don't panic. Number two, you know, stop, take a deep breath. Look at your child for who they are as a person, mm-hmm. not what your expectation was for them. And I think as a parent, that was honestly the hardest part mm-hmm. is that you, when you have a child – I don't think anyone has a child and says, oh, my gosh, I hope my child is gay. Yeah. Because you know that life is going to be hard. Yeah. And you never wish that on your child. So it's not – yeah, it's just not the the standard response. You know, you kind of go into it with, you know, your your child's going to do this, your child's going to do that. And it's usually like a – a reflection of who you are as a person or things right. you missed out on in your childhood, you kind of project those on your own kids. Yeah. So it's a not doing that. Yeah. Um, my train of thought just went off the track. Mm, let's realign. The <laughs> we train. are related. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Put, let's get the train back on. So what was it like as a parent? Yeah. What was it like as so, a parent? And yeah, what would, it, what it advice was a would little bit, it was kind of scary okay. because, um, you know, A, we were always very involved in the church, mm-hmm. and that was very frowned upon in the church, mm-hmm. and I found it really difficult to kind of um, uh, marry those two things together of, mm-hmm. like, this is what I've always been taught, this is what I believe, but this is who Parker is, and this is who he's always been. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you know, really just a, it was kind of a scary time to really reevaluate what I thought right. as well. And I would say that to other parents too, take a step back and reevaluate what you think. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't project onto your kid. Your your kid's going to make their own decisions and you can either be a part of that decision-making process and keep the doors open or mm-hmm. you can shut the door and be cut out forever. The choice is yours. And I want to just expand upon that because I think that's something that that concept I feel like has always existed, but I feel like as of right now is very heavily focused on with like people going nonverbal with either parents, family members, you know, brothers, sisters, whatever. Um, What would you say to those people who, you know, before to prevent a nonverbal situation from happening? Well, describe a nonverbal so situation. So a lot of times, exactly. like a lot of queer children who have, a, I mean, I guess you kind of already said it, but like parents uh, will, you know, create situations with their kids and then the kids 
feel unsafe in their relationship or their parent. And then it happens most of the time when kids are 18. So they they have the autonomy to like separate themselves from their family, Mm -hmm. but they like no longer speak to their parents. They no longer speak to like their family. They like are nonverbal. So you will not get me. They block your number. They like block you from their life. So you do not have any contact with them at all. So and that a would, lot of times people that would are freaking kill me out. as a parent. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, I would kill if you love your child. It would be really upsetting. Yeah, but you know, like you said, how how can we prevent? Like, how what advice would you give to parents to prevent that from happening? And I mean, you kind of already said it to like listen to your kid, but well, you, you have to remember your child is not you. Yeah. Um, your child is going to make their own decisions, just like you made your own decisions growing up and maybe didn't do things that your parents wanted you to do. We're not always like perfect replicas of the people that came before us. And we shouldn't be because then the world never changes, right? Exactly. So um, I think that's really the most important piece of advice is step back. Yeah. And let your kid make their own decisions. And I've always said that I think one of the scariest things about being a parent or one of the most difficult things is letting your children suffer the consequences of their own actions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes your kids are going to make bad decisions and sometimes your kids are going to, um, you know, make great decisions and do awesome things. But if you're not a part of their lives, you're not going to have any influence over them at all. Yeah. So if you want to, if you cut yourself off from them, it, it doesn't protect you any. Yeah. It just hurts you in the end. It just hurts you in the end. I mean, I do have one friend that, um, and she's not a close friend. You know, we went to high school together, but her daughter is gay and is marrying another woman. And mm-hmm. she, as much as she loves her daughter, she's not going to the wedding because she's like, I don't believe in that. And I said, Ugh. "That uh, you're going to regret that. Yeah. Because. And speaking on that's that. That's a nail in the coffin for like, sure. Like what. Like how long, I mean, obviously everyone's journey is their own journey, so it, yeah. it's it's different for every single person. How long was like your personal journey from like, you know, from when I first started like, I don't want to say lashing out, but I, for lack of better terms, like I, I, I was pretty crazy. Like in my adolescence, I did some wild things that I would probably, if I could go back in time, would not do, but it made me who I am. So I can't regret it, but like from that, that I would probably say it was probably like junior year of high school, junior, senior year of high school into like probably till I was like 23, 24. I would say like it was probably about a five or six year window mm-hmm. uh, or maybe longer than that. Like what was that was my journey. What was your timeline like for like dealing with me coming out, like understanding that embracing that and then, you know, becoming who you are today. Like how, how did that timeline look for you? Um, well, I, I don't think it was that long of a timeline, mm-hmm. first of all, right. only because it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't true. like you were, you know, a, a football player and, you know, some super, um, masculine, you know, like girlfriend, girl uh-huh. yeah, killer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Although you did have a lot of girls that liked you, poor things. I know. Were... <laughs> I was. I was. Well, yeah. It you was were just a whole barking thing. up the wrong tree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the wrong tree in the wrong forest. Yeah. I was like, girl, hit the road. Yeah, um, I would say it was probably about a maybe a four year thing because I think it was really in maybe ninth grade that you, I remember you saying, "Mom, what if I'm gay." You remember that? I don't remember that. 
Um, Actually, what was yeah. the what? Why did I say that? Uh, we were just having a long talk, and mm. um, was this like one of my trips up? Like, was it on like an LA drive kind of trip? Mm-mm. Okay, no, no, it was at it was at home, but mm. um, yeah, I think that you had realized that you were more interested in yeah. men than women. Yeah, and. Well, as we could see from the Josh Hutchinson fan fiction, was a reflection of that. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh huh. And so, as a parent, you know, we always check those things, and it was like, um, Parker. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then, what was like the the finish line for you? Like when you were like, okay, I now like, like what did that feel like for you? When you finally were like, okay, like I understand, embrace, and like. But not, I mean, because I guess you never fully understand. But yeah, I was gonna say I would. I wouldn't say that I fully understand. Just like nobody fully understands something that is not part of their lived experience. Right. Um. Maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. Just realizing, you know, this is who Parker is. This is who he's always been. Do I need to change that? No. Yeah. Um. And, and I can either have a relationship and embrace every part of who he is and or not. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you guys, my mom now has a – she literally texted me this picture of this shirt that she bought. <laughs> um, and it, I don't remember what it said. It, has but it, a, was some, it hasn't come in the mail yet. But it said um, – it's for Pride Month, and it, it just says uh, – I can't remember the exact wording. Be careful who you hate because it could be someone you love. Period. Look at that. Miss Terry Griffin is an ally over here. <laughs> so we're going to move a little, we're going to move out of the little, you know, emotional stuff. We're going to move into what is it like for you now as a parent of children who have all, you know, adult or who are all adults. So like, what has that, what has that experience been like for you now? Like a being a mother, but now your identity is a little bit looser than being, you know, being a mother. It's great. I love being the mother of adults <sighs> because I mean, I loved being a mom of babies, mm-hmm. toddlers. All the toddlers are hard, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I loved all the school years, every, just everything about it, which doesn't mean that every day was great. Yeah. You know, some days were just really, really hard. And yeah. you wanted to, you know, pull your hair out. But um, adult children are great. And I think your mm-hmm. relationship with your adult children is kind of indicative of, actually having parented when they were little. Yeah. Because I I just see it and like like you said, you know, I work at a school, right? So I see a lot of a lot of parent-child relationships and too many of the ones where it's like you're trying to be your kid's friend now mm-hmm. when they're in 3rd grade. It's like don't be your kid's friend now. Be you be your kid's friend when they're 25. Right. But when they're 8, you need to be their parent. Yeah. So that's some very good parenting advice right here. You heard it on the pod. So if y'all are becoming parents, don't be friends with them until they're adults because it's not going to be good for parenting. Well, and as a parent, you have to – I, my thinking, and I won't say, you know, every parent has to do this, but my thinking was always I'm raising adults. Mm-hmm. And so the end goal was to raise a good adult because you're a kid for, like, this much of your life and you're an adult for this much of your life. Period. So if you don't raise good adults, then – you flopped. You better be prepared to parent those kids until they're 50 because they're never leaving home. Yeah. Oof. But I was going to ask, um, 
yeah, the, tra- the, the train of thought has not been in the station <laughs> many times today. Um, it's a busy train it's station the, today. Yeah, the trains are busy today, you guys. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? There's something about um, parenting, parenting. Adult children. Adult children. Oh, um, what have you done, like, as an adult, or as an adult, what have you done now since, you know, since your kids have all left, not an empty nester, because I feel like that term is really sad, but, like, (laughs) as an empty nester now, which my sister is coming home, my younger sister is coming, moving back home because she's graduating college, congratulations, Kelly, on graduating college, Um, I think this episode comes out the week before, before. yeah, before we go to celebrate your graduation, congratulations, Um, so what, as an empty nester, what have you done to like fill in portions of your life that you either put on pause or you didn't explore prior to having kids? Um, well, I've been able to travel. Yes. Miss International. You guys, my mom went to Europe this past summer, La- yeah. right? La- yeah. Past summer? La- last summer? Last summer. Um, and she had never, you've never been out, no, you've been out of the country, but like you'd never been But I'd never traveled, no, and Ireland and Scotland and- And she went by herself too. Well, in Ireland and Scotland, I wasn't by myself. Yeah. Well, she was with friends, friends. but yeah. But in London, I was by myself and it was actually great. I loved being by myself. And what's, what's on the roster? Like what's on the list of places you want to go to? Um, I still want to go, I mean, I've never been to, to- France. I'd mm-hmm. like to spend a, like that much time in Paris, but mostly like the rest of France. Okay. It's more interesting to me. I like to be where um, you can just see like how people live and how people are different. Yeah. And which was one really nice thing about like when I went to Ireland and Scotland is being in various places in the country, not right. just necessarily in the big cities. Right. And um, just seeing how people are. Yeah. With other people. We're so used to you know, L.A., Orange County, or, like, New York. Yeah. Um, and, like, people are just nice. Yeah. And and friendly and Aww. kind, and I really liked that. Yeah. So anywhere else on your travel list besides France? Okay. Um, France. Of course, like, Italy. I'd love to go to Spain. Yeah. I think Spain is beautiful. Um, I really want to go to Croatia. Okay. Um, just because a friend, Jill, went yeah. uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and her pictures looked amazing. Of course. So, um, where else? I don't know. Like, nothing in South America is super interesting to me. Yeah. Um, what about Scandinavia? Uh, oh, oh, Scandinavia. Yeah. Like, uh, Norway would be oh, great. Yeah. I'd actually really like to go to Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. I would love um, to go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Netherlands vibes. Not, not the like, you know, nasty part of Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, but, you, you, you know, know, the red light district, you can hit it up and then yeah, you hit it up. No, not, not the red light district, but uh, everything else. Yeah. And um, Bruges in Belgium. Right? Oh, okay. I was like, I yeah. have no idea where that is. Um, so, well, maybe, yeah. I have friends that travel. So I, I love that. So I've done that with um, to keep busy and just have something to look forward to. And then, of course, you know. We have our dog. Yeah, our dog Cooper. You our guys, dog Cooper. Cooper is I should have brought icon. a picture of Cooper. <gasps> oh, you guys, Cooper is like he's pretty much famous. Yeah, he's pretty famous, and he's like the child now. Like he's like the <laughs> he fill-in really child is. because Cooper is a border collie. Border collies are very um, energetic, um, very. They're super intelligent. Uh, and super intelligent. Super, he's super affectionate. And I wouldn't call them needy by any means because he's not like a needy dog, but he does have a lot of needs. Yes. And he, you know, you, he, I mean, I would say all dogs, dogs are not children, but you have to treat them 
You have to have their responsibility like a child. Yeah. So he's the most person like dog we've ever had. Absolutely. Cooper yeah. is an icon. Love you, Cooper. You yeah. can't, you don't listen to this podcast because you're a dog, but you know what? I love he you. Could. <laughs> he probably could. He could hear my voice and maybe it'll bring him comfort. I'll, I'll put it on TV. He'll watch it. Oh my gosh. That'll be so cute. Hi, Cooper. Hi. Um, so I do but, that and then, um, you know, working full time yeah. and um, then being part of the um, Spirit of the Macy Awards. Yeah. My mom is a Macy's uh, judge and works for the Macy's. Uh, awards which if you don't know those are the the theater southern california like it's, theater it's awards one of the groups that gives high school theater awards um awards for excellence uh as well as we do scholarships and um you know i think i saw 30 well we did we judged 36 shows this year this school year mm -hmm. and i saw probably 30 of those 36 dang so lots of high schoolers yeah and i go to the professional theater too mm -hmm. in, in LA, the Amundsen and Pantages. Me and my mom are theater goers. Like if there's anything yeah. we're going to do together, we're going to go see a show. Any so, dinner. Any dinner. We'll get like a nice, like yummy, delicious dinner and then we'll see a show afterwards. Yeah. Which I think we're doing twice next month. Yeah, we're doing sounds once. right. That, no, yeah. Yeah, because we're doing six and uh, into, the into the woods next month. Yeah. So y'all are going to see me posting about that on my personal Instagram. But is there, I, let me see, let me just check my notes really fast, see if there's anything else I want to specifically ask. <laughs> um, do you have any dream, like what are your dreams, goals, and like aspirations now as an empty nester? You know, you, I mean, you mentioned travel. There's lots of places you want to go. Is there anything else you want to do and accomplish, like obviously in the rest of your life as a empty nester? Uh, I'm sure there is, but I don't know, necessarily know what it is yet. Mm, that's okay. Um, I had run a marathon on my bucket list, but I already did that. So period. I had half. I ran half a marathon. Okay. One half was marathon. enough. I'm never doing another one. Yeah, I don't. I was. I planned. You guys. I had this whole thing during the pandemic. I was really in a running phase. I think it's because the gyms were closed. I was in a very active moment of my life, so I was running like every day, and that's kind of crazy. Like running every day is not good for you, but. Either way, I was running every day, and I planned – I was 24, almost 25, and I was like, I'm going to run a, mar a marathon when I turn 26 because it'll be 26 miles on my 26th year. I'm not, I'm almost 27. You guys didn't do it. I don't <laughs> plan on doing it. I gave that one up. So do but my half, mom ran a, a marathon. Half, do a half marathon. I've done four of those. That's way better. See, listen, I did a half marathon like unofficially at home during the pandemic because I was like, I'm going to run 13.1 miles, and I'm going to do that, mm -hmm. whatever. And I felt like my knees were about to literally, like, if my knees were tied in knots, like, if that's how my body was created, the knots were unfurling, and I felt like my legs were about to fall off, you guys. Like, I'm, <laughs> I was running back to my house. I was probably about 0.2 miles away from my house. I was like, I, my legs are about to fall but off. But as I recall, you, like, didn't have water with you. You didn't have any fueling. So that's not how you do a half marathon. You know, so the, I did it wrong. Maybe I should try Parker, again. read a book. Oh, damn. <laughs> I just got read down here on the podcast. But... Yeah, those are we'll we'll figure out the goals, aspirations, and dreams as we move on I into just, our lives. Yeah, it's just as we go. Absolutely. Well, if anyone's looking for a travel buddy, a travel companion, anyone has any recommendations of places to go in the countries my mom mentioned, please feel free to let me know and I'll forward them to her. You can let her know too, but I don't think she'll want you to be messaging her on anything like that <laughs> because don't do that. Depends just message me. Is. Yeah, if don't be creepy, just message me, you guys, and I'll send I'll send screenshots, okay? But, yeah, if you have any travel recommendations, you know any groups that are going, you know any, like, amazing sights and sounds, let us know. Because I would love – my mom would love to know. 
But that is going to be the wrap. We're going to wrap this episode up with my final thoughts. We obviously covered quite a bit. We talked about our hot takes, pop music, in and out. It was very controversial <laughs> up in here. We went through all the photos. Please, you know, go back to my Instagram. Take a look at those if you just want to see me looking so cute. Uh, and we, you know, talked about my adolescence and maturity and what it's like being a mother. Also, I do have a question for you because this is the title of the episode. Do you know what the term mother is? Well, obviously you do. But, like, like in the, the, the canon of the internet, when someone's like, oh, that's mother, do you know what that means? Like, no. for example, people would be like, oh, um, like, let's say – someone wore something really fierce to the Met Gala and you're like, oh, that was so mother of her. Do you know, like, could you deduce what that means or do you know what that means? I don't know. Is this just like a boss? Yeah, basically. I mean, basically. <laughs> or it's like, because like, obviously like in the internet, like everyone gravitates towards females more than men, obviously, because women are just better. We all been new. But um, like someone's like, oh, that that's mother is like the pinnacle of like slay. And that's like the pinnacle of like, like, oh, I don't want to say it because you're sitting in front of me. And I say it all the time in my personal life, but I'm embarrassed to say it in front of my mom. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. It's like the pinnacle of, like, cunty. So, <laughs> you guys, that was really hard for me to say. But it's like the pinnacle of that word. I'm not going to say it again. I'm, I'm only going to say it once. you have, like, some sense of guilt. That's I, just, listen, that's I mean, I was raised to not say that. And I see it a lot now. But I just, saying it in front of your mom, saying that word in front of your moms is really, really challenging. I challenge you all to say it and see what happens. But that's what mother means. So it's like, oh, that's mother. So this okay. episode is going to be entitled, um, what did I write down? I think I wrote it down right here. Mother is mothering with my mother is going to be the name of this episode. So I just wanted to know if you know what that means. So now you can use it in your own personal life. I'll try right? to if fit someone, that like, into conversation Yeah, if somewhere. something's like really fierce, you can be like, oh, that was so mother of her. <laughs> so I'm teaching you guys education okay, here. But I'm so old now that if I use words like that, people just think I'm trying too hard. No, not at all. Listen, people who think that other people are trying too hard are embarrassing. They're embarrassing themselves. Okay. Because if you're using it correctly and in the appropriate situations, it's hilarious. Okay. So mother is mothering, right? Let's give me give me a give me a scenario a day, of something that's day. mother, just so I know that you get it. Oh, that's too hard. Don't put me on this. Oh, yeah, she is. Beyonce is mother. Uh, period. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's a wrap on that, y'all. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your Mother's Day. Would you like to say anything to everyone having a wonderful Mother's Day to the mothers and to the daughters and to the sons and children out there? No, being a mother is a wonderful privilege. Um, don't take it lightly, and give your moms a hug. Give your moms a hug. They work hard. Absolutely. Y'all heard it here first. Have a wonderful day after Mother's Day. Have a wonderful rest of your day that you're listening to this podcast. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I will probably be having my mom on the podcast again in the future, maybe for like Christmas or something. Christmas okay. falls on a Monday this year so i'll do a christmas episode probably with my sisters and my mom and maybe my dad who knows we'll have a whole family episode ho 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 um but i hope you guys have a great rest of your day um and i'll see you guys all next week on the next episode so have a wonderful day make smart decisions and love your mother love mother all right y'all see you next time bye bye Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, share this with a friend, or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.